Welcome to the one and only Circle City Setup with your host and the one and only Zach Griffin. Hello! Welcome into Circle City Cinema Secret Invasion Recaps. I am your host, Zach Griffith, and I'm joined by the co-host of Linsanity, a man on suicide watch because his suckbirds out of St. Louis can't win a game, can't get a hit, can't do anything. Caleb Lynn. Caleb. Welcome back. You haven't been on since you haven't been on since uh, Oscar's betting. No, you're which right. Which was back in March. You're right. I haven't been on. Um, you know, at, when I'm done with my insanities, I I go to my room and I I just want to cry my eyes out watching the Cardinals right now. And I uh, I got I got you know I got to take my mind off of things. And uh, you know, I, this is my time to come back. Uh, you know, it, it was right place, right time, right everything. Um, you know, consuming a lot of content, so it, sh- it should be, should be good, should be good. Listen, as somebody who doesn't watch a ton of baseball, sure, the Cardinals have been a, a mainstay. You know, they've been they've been oh, like yeah. when we were kids. They've been like they were the Patriots or, or the Spurs. You know, they were just always good. Sure. sure. What the fuck has happened, Caleb? That's uh, just why? Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, they're too, they're too talented to be this bad, but you know, it's baseball. I mean, at the end of the day, you just gotta, you know, you gotta hope for a second half run, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think your cubbies, your cubbies might have a shot at the division. We might have a shot at the division because the division, the division is so shat. You know, you look at the two, yeah, the two central divisions in the MLB, they're really both terrible. They're terrible. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're terrible. But one thing we can both agree on, Caleb, is that the New York Yankees, another year of mediocrity for the New York Yankees. That that brings uh, a lot yeah, of joy I mean, to you always hearts. know, you always know Cashman's going to pick up a thirty-five-year-old pitcher, uh, all thirty-five-year-old guy on the prime. Yeah, Donaldson on a big contract. <laughs> That's happening at the deadline at some point. Um, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Judge being out for them. I mean, that's exposed their teams. So. That's exposed them. I mean, they they're they're exposed. I mean, and if they can if they can overcome it, I mean, great. I'm finding hard to believe. Okay, well, one thing that's been exposed in a good yeah. way. Yeah. Before we get into secret invasion, sure. The bear, the bear yeah. season two comes out the last bear. week. I'm just gonna ask you point blank, yeah. my friend. Yeah. Is this the best show on TV right now? I know my answer. So what? What are you meaning? What are you meaning by content, right now? I mean, what are you meaning by like right now? Well, uh, a show that's airing right now, like that's, that's trendy. That's, that's like recently trendy. Is that what you're saying? It doesn't even have to be trendy. Just a well, show that is on right now that is currently. I would ongoing. say. I would say. Okay. Okay. I would. Then I would say. I would say yes. Uh, the reason I was skeptical. The reason I was going to push back is I. I'm. Uh, I'm very pro succession. Um, but I, I think that, you know, in well, general course. with, with the bear, I mean, it, it, it's a great show. Um, I thought personally thought the second season was better than the first season. And I, yeah, I just think in general, like they developed these actors and these characters to just make it 
a more, uh, just a flat out more complete story. And it, it was, it was a very, it was worth it. Totally worth it. And, you know, I like, I, I'm like everybody else. Um, Zach, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch like three or four episodes and then I'll watch like three no, or four no, episodes no, the next day. No, no, and no, then no, they, no, and then, no, 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 no. You're what, not like what? everybody else. You're not like no, everybody I, else. No, let me finish. Let me finish. I was going to do that. And then I just, I, then I got a, and then I got a, and then I basically just got, I basically just got addicted again. I just got back into the, I just got back into it and watched like three on the, on Friday, I think three or four on Friday, watch the rest on Saturday. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those shows that just sucks you in. And I, I would argue the show is made to binge. I was just going to say uh, last week on Friday, you know, cause last Thursday was NBA draft. So obviously preoccupied, but Thursday or the Friday after that, yeah. I'm at work all day. I'm thinking I'm just going to sit on my ass all night and watch as much as I can of this show. And yes, you are. I, I would agree. I would agree that, you know, with succession or, you know, Barry just ended. We have the last of us. Yeah. Going you got on. me on Barry. Yeah. You got me on You know, yeah. Yeah. You watched it in 48 hours. I mean, the, the last of us, you know, show that shows that come out once a week, you know, like I'm glad this wasn't one of those because the way the show is paced, the way it's written, I mean, how chaotic it is. It's yeah. just better consumed with the binge, just the way the whole the way the whole show's set up. I mean, can you imagine Caleb watching, you know, watching the, the episode six, which you could make the right. case is the the signature episode of the series. Can you imagine watching episode six and then just stopping for a week? No, no, because it, it, you just the thing with with all of these episodes, I guess, is like what I've always my opinion with the bear is there really wasn't an episode didn't ever um, suggest an ending or a conclusion. Does that make it? Does that make any sense? Like I never felt like at the end of an episode, it ever like it never felt like the story concluded. Like most episodes, you can sit there and be like, "Okay, this is what I needed to know." No, it's just like keep going. But then, like in the Barrett, really, it, I really do feel like it's designed for you to just keep going. Like I think they want you to binge this show, and I mean, Zach, there's a reason that FX had the show originally Hulu goes out and buys it, makes it brands it now into a Hulu original. And I think yeah. the reason for that is because they want it to be a streaming show. I think they want this, they're envisioning a streaming show and that's what they did. And I, I thought it was, you know, again, just, just really, really well done. Um, a lot of the characters I really liked. I thought there was awesome development um, with, with everyone. I really didn't, think that uh anything felt unnecessary uh everything was just it just was really really well done the whole season was it was a blast it was a blast to watch well episode six in particular i mean you know that could have gone very wrong 
in the wrong hands where you have all these massive cameos. Well, you have, you have Bob Odenkirk, you have John Mulaney, Jamie Lee Curtis, Sarah Paulson, these like, John Bernthal is back. Right. Like just these massive people who have gone on to do great things in TV and movies. And now, I mean, that, that could, uh, to, to take your phrase, it could, it could, it could have been too cute. It could have been too cute. Oh, and then everyone, everyone, I'm going to point to the, the fork scene with, uh, oh, sure. Odenkirk and Bernthal. I mean, yeah. Fuck. I was on, you know, pins and needles. As I'm sure everybody Agreed. was pins and needles watching yeah. that. And, I feel like Burnthal is going to be brought back like every every season. Like every season is going to have a Burnthal episode. He's gonna he he has to be I think somewhat involved in an episode because his character is just even though the series opens with his character killing himself like that his actions like it's still his old restaurant. Carmi's his brother. You know he left behind the mom and the sister and uh, Richie, which Richie, Richie's arc was basically resurrected. I think in this season, I agree with that. I I mean, just to, I think it's the best show on TV right now. I had a few honorable mentions. Uh, You know, stranger things is still happening. You got the boys, you got the last of us, you got white Lotus. Uh, But I mean, I'm probably taking the bear over all those. And I love, Love all of those. You and I have yeah, talked extensively yeah. about those shows. Right, right, right. But I think, but I think you're right. It has a little bit of everything. It has intensity. It has conflict. Um, I, I, I mean, if we're just going to keep going, <laughs> it seems like we're just going to go right into spoilers. But um, I, yeah, I'll be honest, it. Zach. I thought car. I thought the love interest aspect of the show was very needed. I thought it was. I thought it was very needed. Yeah, it gave the show pop and color. Uh, he fumbled. Yeah, well, sure, he fumbled, but I thought it was needed. I thought I thought that storyline yeah, was I needed, and it, and it, it gave it, it opened up a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, not made it so serious and, and focus on the business, but to get into the personalities and and to get in you know, all that stuff and figure out what's going on internally. I thought that was a nice little piece of addition. You know, little piece to add there that you know should be encouraging. Um, you know, should be encouraging. And I, I wonder, I wonder what, like, see, okay. So you, you were saying John Berthold comes back every season. So I, I think so. My bold prediction, my bold prediction about the bear, right or wrong, bad or good, again, it's a bold prediction. I look at feeling Sarah Paulson's character is going to be a part of the show's future. The whole concept of her living in New York, you know, not being anywhere near, I just feel like at some point that's going to come in play. One Whether of the it's food like a, capitals of America. Yeah. And I just feel like it's so like, I don't think it, it, to me, it's hard to understand why you would only bring, why you would sign however much you would sign for John Mulaney, you know, Paulson, Curtis, all these people to only one episode. Somebody has got to stay longer than one episode, in my opinion, or has to show up in more than one episode. Well, Jamie Lee showed up at the end. 
of course. Yeah. Which, you yeah. know, we could talk about that scene. Sure. Uh, but I agree with you. I think Paulson's going to come back. Uh, I think, I don't know if Odenkirk will come back, but I'm not, I, I'm I not think, sure. I'm not sure his character would be welcomed back by the family after what happened at the dinner table. But and you know, I'm kind of out Curtis, on huh? Mulaney's character. I'm not I'm Mulaney's character. For me You're out. No, I, I mean, I just I, I don't know if I'm like, hey, this character comes back all the time every season. I don't see the angle. You know, I don't Maybe see the not. angle. I mean, I, I, you know, if he, if I mean, the one thing that episode did was it <laughs> put into perspective why these characters are the way they are in the present day, the way we're seeing them, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, Rich, this was a big episode for Richie. Richie is a, it's like in a happy marriage. Yeah. He's about to have a kid. Yeah. He's nourishing his wife upstairs in the bedroom. Like, it seems like very healthy relationship. And then the next episode, she's getting married to another man. Yeah. And Richie's life is just now starting to come back together after... Uh, you know, Mikey, Mikey is gone and it seemed like Richie was going to get left behind with the way the restaurant was going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can talk about Richie. I mean, this was a massive season for Richie much needed, I think for his character. Cause he, he was about to get left behind by what was happening around him. I mean, it even it even starts in the first episode when he's asking Karma, you know, what is what's the point? He's basically asking him, what's the point of everything? I just thought it was very, very well done with the with his character. His episode was one of my favorites of the whole series. Uh, but but you're right about the love life part of Carmi. I mean, I think she's going to come back as well. Similar to what you're saying with Paulson. I, I think, I think, she I has think that back. is absolutely not done. I, I don't think Hell that's no. done. I, I don't, no way. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. No way. No way it's not done. But I mean, this one, you know, I, I knew you, I knew you would watch this in a whole weekend because, because no, you're it's generally like myself. No, you're, 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 you're portraying me in a light where I just binge quickly. And that is not an assessment that I would choose to describe myself as I, um, but if you would, if you, you know, but whatever, whatever, well, you know, do I like a good show? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well, the bear, the bear is a great show and the, the bear is here to stay. I, I mean, <laughs> now that succession's over, you know, now that, now that Barry's over, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, it's my vote. And it sounds like it's your vote. Best, best show on TV. I, right I'm now, leaning so. that way. I, I'm leaning that way. <laughs> I'm leaning that way, and it's very original, Caleb. In a, in a in a in a time period where that is lacking, this is very refreshing. Original so. in movies? No, no, Zach. No, it's so we're so used to we're so used to creativity. I mean, I don't need a sure. suit. I don't need I don't need a fourth movie to come back from the eighties. No, no. What are you talking about? No, never, never, never. That's. I mean, we don't think like that. I mean, come on, come on. 
No, definitely these writers definitely I mean these writers in these studios are definitely not lazy as fuck. But anyway, moving on. Uh a movie that was I mean, Caleb oh. The Flash. You know, you and I have talked extensively oh, God. as you like to say, off the record about this film. Uh a movie that Got so much PR, it felt like the Jets. I mean, the, you know, the Jets offseason has been plagued by PR and, and, you know, just praising back and forth. But, you know, you have people like Tom Cruise praising this movie, James Gunn, you know, getting on his knees for it. I mean, this movie was just hyped to the fullest extent. And it was just average, Caleb. Average at best. I texted you and Bryce a lengthy review yeah, you did. about this movie. Yeah. And I had a lot of problems with it. I don't think it's bottom of the barrel superhero movie by any means. You know, I'm not I'm not putting in in with the likes of uh the Suicide Squad, the you know, the very first Suicide Squad movie. Sure. I'm not putting it in with Wonder Woman 84 or anything like that. Uh, but I mean, it it was distinctly average, and in my opinion, it couldn't afford to be average. It couldn't afford to be average. Uh, but Caleb, I'm gonna kind of give you uh, the Joe Johnson treatment. I'm gonna let you ISO here because I know I know you have thoughts on on the lead actor of this film, Ezra Miller. Nice, pathetic actor. He's a pathetic actor. He's just a pathetic actor, and he and he played an iconic character. Uh, and I think I could have asked a kid, uh, who dressed up as the flash in Halloween to be better. I mean, look, I, the way that I see it with the way that I see it with Ezra Miller, I mean, look, I mean, everyone thought it from the jump, you know, he has all of this stuff going into the movie, the past and all of the, 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 the conflict and, and the trouble that was surrounding him and people that he was involved with. And it, like, it was already, in my opinion, just 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 stupid by DC. A lot of disturbing to sit there. things. Yeah, it's, surrounding but it, him. It's just it's just stupid. Like DC can't take a risk on a high. They can't do that. They don't have enough of a foundation or a solid ground to take a shot on Ezra Miller. It, I, I don't care. I mean, I I don't care. Like they just didn't. They don't have the background. They needed someone that that would be more solid. And honestly, he's a bigger box office. You, people are going to see that movie. People are going to see that movie because of the character. But the character was not being portrayed in it. Right? I mean, again, I don't understand. Like, he was talking like he was like a, like a middle school kid. And when going at this role, um, I just, I think it's embarrassing for DC that they feel like that they can hold themselves to an alter position and be like, we're not going to change anything because we're DC. So, I mean, what, what are you going to say? What are you going to say, DC? What are you going to say? You're going to, you're going to bake on, you're going to bake on Zack Snyder's four hour movie cut. Will you sit there on a Saturday morning and you don't put it out in a freaking theaters or you're going to say, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's a great movie, by the way. What type a of great argument? movie that they're but they, acting but like there's no argument. But that's your best movie. That's a problem. If an extended cut, Zach, is the best movie you have in your universe, that's a problem. That's a problem. 
I mean, I'm sorry. That's a problem. If an extended cut is your best movie, is your best program, is your best everything. Like That's it's, a problem it, for the studio. And and they needed, and the thing with DC that just drives me insane is they needed this, They, I think everyone knew, and the reason that there was so much hype was they have a new creative director, they're trying to set up this new fran- you know, franchise. Um, as the movie talks about, they're trying to make a multiverse. And, you know, while this wasn't supposed to be in the multiverse, I think this movie's intention was to get you hyped for the next multiverse, to get you hyped for what's to come. Well, it doesn't do that. That movie does not change my opinion of DC in terms of it doesn't make me want to go see more DC movies than I already felt. Um, I thought the first 45 minutes of the movie were good. Um, then I'm, I'm not a guy that normally likes to go to the bathroom during a movie theater. Uh, but there was no, like a time where it was like first 45 minutes and I just said, you know, I recognize I had to go to the bathroom and typically I just hold it in till the end of the show. And I was like, no, I'm like, this is, this is lull. I mean, I'm not going to miss, I'm not going to, the next five minutes, I guarantee you are not going to be that incentivized to the show. It's going to be some fake CGI or some fake actor, just something that's not, that, that, that was not accurate. And it, it was a miss all the way around for me. I, I think you were being too nice on average. It was a below average film, period, point blank. You look at the budget that they put into this movie. You look at the hype they put into this movie. You look at the characters that they had in this movie. Michael Keaton was casting checks in this movie. I can go on and on and on and on. This was just an awful film and an embarrassment for the DC universe. Embarrassment. Absolute, absolute embarrassment. And it, 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 it bothers me because I want to see it better. I want to see this franchise better. I want to see it better because I think they have the ability to. Batman and Superman, I think, are one of the are two of the five most iconic superheroes of all time. I would and say DC two of the doesn't three. know how to handle it. DC doesn't know how to handle it. No, they don't. I mean, it, beautifully put by you. Beautifully put by you, this movie, but you know, this movie was hyped as it's going to be the turning point. It's going to be one of the best superhero movies of all time. It's it's going to adapt this classic comic storyline flashpoint what? into an awesome feature film adaptation, what? and it simply was not. And this it came at a time where DC could not afford to to fumble. Not to mention, I mean, you sent me an article uh, regarding this movie bombing at the box office, and it, it's bombing terribly. Yes, it's bad. It's bombing terribly, and it's not helping its case when, you know, you have Indiana Jones coming out this weekend. You know, you have a stacked yeah. July slate. Uh, Transformers is outgrossing it. By a considerable margin. That's embarrassing. And, you know, this is this is a movie that could not afford to flop. No. Not only did it flop critically, but it's it's flopping commercially at the box office. <laughs> I mean, this movie, you know, the first twenty minutes of this movie, when he's saving the, I, I thought the CGI was embarrassing. I thought the CGI was embarrassing. For full. It was it was terrible, which is inexcusable for a movie with a budget like this of over two hundred million dollars, with a a, a a studio backing it, such as Warner Brothers, which I would argue is the second 
biggest studio behind Disney. I mean, you just cannot, you cannot afford to have CGI this this poor. And it was this poor. I mean, any time the two berries were on screen together, one of them looked like jelly. One of them looked like jelly. One of them looked like shit. I mean, it was just, and the two berries gets annoying after a long, I mean, after about an hour of two berries, you're just like, man, this is going to end. I agree. I agree. I thought that was and, you know, felt the, too the much. trailer. It was too much. The trailer made no assumptions. I mean, there were a couple scenes in the trailer with two berries, but I didn't think it was going to be the whole fucking movie. And it was no kidding. Right. No kidding. I mean, Caleb, when I go no to see a movie, I, I measure it as would I watch it again. And I'll am I possibly going to buy this movie? I mean, you see this collection behind me. <laughs> am I going to add it to my collection? The answer is fuck no. 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 You should though. You should. That's the intent of a movie like that. They wanted you to. DC it Universe wants you to. And, I mean, my biggest complaint is the entire Michael Keaton Batman storyline where, you know, the trailer makes him out to be like okay. We're we're gonna play on elements from his movies or you know, we're gonna bring him back in this one. He's going to have a glorious send off, you know, because he was he was recast after he refused to come back. Yeah. You know, he was. Yep. Whatever. And it just was not that it was basically it was basically here's Michael Keaton's Batman. He's going to help in the fight. And then here's a half ass death sequence. Like, huh? What? I mean, they, they 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 made one little mention to Jack Nicholson's Joker, but I mean, they, nothing about Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, nothing about Danny DeVito's Penguin, fucking zilch. And now, I mean, this is those were good movies; those are revered movies in this genre, and they just ignored them. And, and what's the point of bringing him back? What's the point of bringing him back? And then, if you want to get into, you know, I, I actually like Supergirl in this movie. But at this point in the game with DC, I mean, you're just, what's the point of bringing in new characters if you're just going to kill them off? Her death meant nothing to me. Michael Keaton's Batman death meant nothing to me, which is was just a massive red flag. Massive red flag. I, I, I just feel like Michael Keaton, they made him out to be, he's taking this role to cash checks when I don't think he signed on for the role to cash checks. I think he signed on for what we were talking about. The send off, you know, make the fans happy from those movies in the eighties and nineties. And they just absolutely shat the bed with the writing on his character. And another, you know, this is a more broad DC universe problem, but they write these characters and this was really apparent in the first 20 minutes when, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman shows up in the fight. Wonder Woman shows up in the fight. Right. They write these characters like they've been together for, for years. Agreed. Agreed. And that they're very familiar with each other when I'm not, how am I supposed to buy that when I've only seen no, you're not. one, you're not. maybe how two movies you? of them together. One of them is a director's cut. Like you said, which the studio is not recognizing as the official version of that movie even though it should be. I mean, it's just, it's a total disaster. This mo- I mean, this movie was, a dis- movie was a disaster. It's going to be on max. I mean, it feels like any day now. I, mean, I this, agree. It was so bad. I mean, let me, yeah. let me check. 
Let me check the box office here. But there's I mean, no, there's no way it's going to stay in the theaters too much longer. No way. You're looking there's at no way. 216 million dollars that this movie has made. Not even going to come close to to breaking oh even. And, and you know what I like to call the DC meat writers, just refusing to call this movie what it is, which is trash. You know, they're going to defend it. They're going to say that the bad CGI was intentional. Why would you make CGI that bad intentionally? Fuck if I know. Uh, just incredibly bad. It's it's uh, lame I, idea. It's a lame idea, Zach. The other thing that I, I guess. It's that lazy. I, it's an into, excuse. Yeah, it's all of it was. I mean, like, okay, so we're going into a multiverse. Like, Zach, you're really going to tell me, like, out of everything you can think of and imagine, in terms of developing superheroes, you're just going to pick a multiverse. Like I just, I, Zach, I just don't understand. By Marvel. Right, Marvel I just don't already understand. beat you to the punch on that. They, right, they're they're just they're behind the times. They they are behind the times, and I think honestly they always will be. And to your point, you know, you say Batman and Superman, Batman. And, in my opinion, Batman, Superman, Spider Man. Those are the three, you know, that's the, the three iconics. I agree. That's the big three right there. Yep. And, and DC has two of them. Two, they of, have them. two of them. And they have basically fumbled them ever since the Nolan Batman trilogy Agreed. ended, which is Agreed. 11 years ago now. Agreed. Um, but Hard to fathom. it's just. I'm well, just never been a fan Cable. of Ezra Miller's I portrayal. I didn't hate Cable. No, Superman. I thought Cavill was awesome. I thought Cavill was great. I thought Cavill was great. And, you know, we'll talk about in the news section, we'll talk about Superman a little bit. But, yeah. you know, I thought I thought the final multiverse visual, you know, one more thought on Flash here. I thought the final multiverse visual with the montage of everybody coming in, I thought it was bullshit. I thought it was bullshit. Oh, I mean, you have Nicolas oh. Cage as Superman, Caleb. Oh. Did you? As oh. I mean, the common moviegoer oh. has no idea. No clue. No, they clue. don't have a fucking clue. Uh, again, that Nicholas again, Cage was supposed to be Superman at one point. They don't. They don't know that. Oh, again, forced, unnecessary. Doesn't build your audience. Does it? D- does not unique to the people that you're trying to appeal to. It like in general, it just was like their mindset of these things is just it's so beyond hard to process. It's so beyond hard to process. It really is. It really is. I mean, it's 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 shaping up to be a really Agreed. tough sledding to finish this version of the DC Extended Universe, which is now shifting into the DC Universe, yeah. uh, run by James Gunn and Peter Safran. And moving into the news, Caleb, David Cornswet has been cast as the new Superman. Rachel Brosnahan cast as the new Lois Lane and the Skarsgård brothers, Alexander and Bill in the running to play Lex Luthor. Uh, Caleb, I know you had some thoughts on the Cornswet being cast. Okay. Again, maybe this is just my opinion. Maybe this is old school. Um, whatever. Um, I feel like if you're going to play Superman, 
like the common person should be like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, I know that guy. I know who that is. I have seen him and stuff. Like, yeah, I know that guy. Like when you're when you're sitting there and you're looking at this upcoming Superman, do you remotely think that? Do you remotely go, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Like, he's just such a high-level actor. He's just, he's a brand office. He's a brand new box star. Yada, 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 yada. All he is is a defensive role player, a a, a seventh, like, a, just a guy that's just kind of a wannabe utility in the lineup. And you have him as your biggest character. Like, that's my thing. How? That's my thing, dude. You're going to have... I mean, if you're talking DC compared to Marvel, you know, the MCU has Stark, Rogers, Thor. That's probably their big three, right? Mm -hmm. Probably the big three that they built around in in the Infinity Saga, anyway. Mm -hmm. Now, DC, gotta believe it's going to be Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, right? Yeah, probably. And I'm totally with you that you know you if this is going to be one of your pillars that's going to you're going to build this universe around wouldn't you want a, something of a sure thing to be superman i mean i know they released this quote and you know PR alert sound the alarms but apparently david cornswet had a quote back in 2019 saying his dream was to play superman okay Fine, but I still don't. I had to look him up, Caleb. I didn't know who he was. I was degenerate for this shit. I didn't know who he was. Yeah, I I didn't know who he was. Yeah, I've seen him in a couple things. Um, I watched a show, um, The Politician, and it was on Netflix in 2019. And I saw him in there. But again, like, he was never. He's he's like you look at his career. You look at his career. Oh wow, he's not. Well, he's never been a big actor and a big thing. He's just a, a really like he's a fine side guy, and yet you're making him as your iconic character. I mean, in general, Zach. In general, I mean, who they were deciding from for Superman. Um, I, I think I would have felt the same way with any of the candidates that were mentioned. Um, I believe it was Holt. And then I can't remember that other person off the top of my head. You have that other guy on the top of your head. I can't remember that third guy. It was Nicholas Holt, uh, Corn's Wet, and I know I floated Austin Butler too. You didn't really like that one. You didn't really like that big name. I mean, he's a big name. I can get it from a name perspective, but I just think you, you're like Zach. If you're going to let go of Henry Cable, you should have had a plan. I don't think Henry Cable sucked. Henry Cable, Henry Cable. I, I like no, he, no, he did the he job. Good. He was effective. He, 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 he. What? I don't know if I would ever say he was great, but I, he, he was, he was very good. And you could roll Man with of that. Steel and you could be okay with was that. a good movie. Yeah, Man of Steel Agreed. was a good movie. In fact, I, I, I've seen that movie a shitload of times. I love that movie. You yeah, know, it's a good. You movie. call me crazy. I love that movie. No, no, yeah, I'm a Zack Snyder fan. I like Cavill Superman. Yeah, get a robot Snyder. But it had a great, it had a great villain. I mean, it was just a villain, by the way, which was just totally wasted in the Flash Zod. But you know, I just, I thought Cavill was great. 
I thought he was great. And Cornswood even made a reference to him. He's saying, I love Cavill's dark, mature tone, but I want to have mm-hmm. a more uplifting, brighter tone, which, right. you know, I can respect that. But sure. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm right in line with you. I, I really... Man, I thought we would disagree more than this, but I, I, I thought. No, well, we'll say I will say I love I I love Brosnay. I love the choice of Lewis Lake. I, yeah, I, I like thought that, too. that was a great sheet. I, I just recently got done watching uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and she is a phenomenal actor. And you know, I mean, and you know, if it's not a familiar name to people, I get that. I don't know if it's necessarily a huge name, but. In terms to movie fans and movie goers, like, I mean, Phoebe didn't ever like they were they they were definitely bringing in some nice pieces for Lewis Lane, like pretty bigger, you know, bigger names, names that were trending, names that were that were potentially getting better and better and better. And I didn't think they could necessarily go wrong with the never and they went with her. I, I think she's awesome. I, I loved her stuff. And. I think they hit that one right on the head. I, I think that I think she's going to be really good, and you know maybe maybe it can help how I think the Superman role could go. Um, and I'm I'm in on I, I I think the villain I think the decisions that they're going to make with that I think are going to be good. Oh I, God, I, yeah. They're, it, it, Either like, those two decisions guys. are fine. I like I, I'm fine with both of those guys. I'm fine with both of those guys, and then I'm fine with the Lewis Lane. I think. I mean, you just got to hope they can do enough, right? I mean, you got to hope they can do enough uh, with the Superman character and and see where it goes. You do have to hope that. Um, but it's just, just really wish they could have done a, could have done a sure thing there, but it's what it is. I mean, I, I'm not ready to give up on James Gunn yet. I mean, he hasn't really done anything. Yeah, I'm about to say I can't give up on Gunn. I mean, this is not people saying firing Gunn. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah we ridiculous. haven't had a single movie in this universe yet. I mean, you just gotta, you gotta have him. I mean, come on, it's just it's too early. It's too early, right. but yeah, I agree. On the bright side, Corn's wet. I mean, he at least looks the part. He looks like Clark I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think he, he looks like it. Uh, and then, Caleb, moving on before we get into this episode of Secret Invasion. Uh, the Bryce Shaddy Please Miss Me Award. Okay. Uh, and I'll go first if you don't mind. Go ahead. I'll go first yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're, you're watching The Idol right now. I have not watched it. I probably will not watch it. Uh, but the star of The Idol, The Weeknd. Has been invited to become a member of the Academy, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. I did hear about that. And my question is: On what grounds? On what grounds, Caleb? Yeah, I, I think he's only done this right. Oh, what grounds? What what has he done besides besides Uh, the Idol, which isn't even an Academy? You know the what's the academy give a shit about TV? I mean, this is not this is not. Yeah, it feels weird. Listen, I like the weekend's music, uh, but you know, based on what I'm hearing about him on the set of the Idol, uh, based on what I am hearing about the reception of the Idol, like on what grounds, man? On what grounds are we inviting this guy to 
Yeah, I'm with you. Be a member of the academy, which is supposed to be this esteemed community of of, of people. I, I you're lost. Miss you're lost. You, can, you can miss me so hard on this, but yeah. you know, you kind of already had to miss me with Ezra Miller. But I'm wondering, do you have one? I, I, I do. I do. I, I I thought about it, and I remembered. I remembered reading it and reading about it, and I just forgot to save it under my miss me. Um. Like this is a more general miss me, I guess, but I think it fits the bill. Do not put entire TV episodes or video episodes on Twitter. Like Apple TV the other day put an hour long episode of Silo, their first episode of Silo, and they just put an hour long episode on Twitter. Why? Why? Like, what's the, like, what is the point? What is the marketing? What is the, like, is the show not doing well? Like, if the show's doing well, why are you putting an entire episode on Twitter? Like, it just doesn't look good. And I I, I don't, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. That I remember, I, I, I it's funny you said that. It's funny, you, I was talking to you about it. I was trying to think of something, but that, that was something I noticed. And I was like, holy crap, like, I don't understand this. This, like, it feels like this is going to happen more. And I don't get it. Just posting a full episode of Twitter, like a sample. I mean, no, what? I don't like that. For what? Well, how are you gonna how are you gonna watch it, Zach? I mean, it's not like you can get well, Twitter on your uh, smart. Can you get Twitter on your smart TV if they're like? I mean, you, is there an app you can download? I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I've never thought about yeah, watching I mean, you, Twitter on my TV. Jack, you, you gotta you you got you gotta ask Elon about that one. But I mean, in the old days of YouTube, you know, you used to be able to find entire movies on on YouTube where you could just fire it up for free. Sure. Sure. But, you know, Twitter's a little different. That's a little odd to me. It's a little odd to me, especially from mm-hmm. like a service like Apple. Like, what? Why? I just don't understand. I mean, it, it has your, to your be. Your service is so cheap in the first place. I mean, what? Why? Well, I mean, I, I guess they don't want to. Maybe they just don't want to. They're hoping to get a bang. With maybe this, they're you just know, like, the first episode for free, I guess. That's what they, I think that's what they did. They have the finale is like in two days or something, two days after when they posted. So the 27th, so actually tonight, the 27th is when they posted it. Tonight's the season finale. I've watched the trailer. I think it looks good. Um, I've just got a lot of things I'm watching right now, but that might be something I tune into because I'm, I'm a pro Apple guy. And I, I, yeah, but, I, I mean, I just don't get the logic of in general posting hour long episodes to a to Twitter. I, I don't get it. And a lot of people and it's it's not only just movie. I mean like I've seen it with news as well. I just it's very confusing to me. I'm just surprised. It's an odd move my Apple. Um but Caleb I don't think we'll be seeing that from Marvel to post a whole episode of Secret Invasion on their Disney Plus account. Secret Invasion Caleb Mm-hmm. Based on the 2008 storyline in comics by Brian Michael Bendis, who actually created Miles Morales and Jessica Jones. He created those characters. This is a guy, one of the most creative minds in comics, as a comic degenerate myself. 
I think it's very fair to say <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis has supplied some of the best stories in comics of the 21st century. And now he's having storylines adapted. Miles Morales is probably more popular than Peter Parker at this point. Honestly, I mean, if you're looking at just Spider-Man as a whole, I mean, it's just at least just as popular. But, you know, I did not read the comic storyline, so I'm kind of going into the show blind. Mm-hmm. But Caleb, yeah, first two episodes, I got to say, exactly what I thought it'd be from the trailer. This little espionage feel, the spy feel, uh, a little more mature feel than what we're used to from MCU shows where they can rely on comedy a little too much, in my opinion. Not a ton of comedy in these first two episodes, Caleb. Yeah, it's nice to not see a a dang baby or a dang kid for PR. I mean, look, like this, like this show, like this, this show is very. You don't like Miss Marvel? This show is very good in the sense of it, it has no <laughs> I have no comment to that. Uh, the, the, the show, <laughs> I have no comment to that. Uh, worst show since I've uh, What I look, what I look at, what I, what I look at this, what I look at this show, right? I, you know, Zach, I didn't really pay attention to an insane amount to trailers or what to expect. Um, to be honest, I just was really like, okay, like we'll get to maybe know more about Nick Fury, right? Because they were just promoting him so much and 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 we'll kind of get to see Samuel Jackson not feel so much like a supporting actor in the Marvel world, right? But like as a big time guy. And I I, I like the way that they've started it off. I mean, the first episode, I thought they made it very clear, like, this isn't going to be, you know, some hocus pocus junk. I mean, we're we're going to get down to business. We're going to let you know what's up. And, you know, they're 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 continuing on that that scroll story. And I, I'm learning more again. And, I, and I'm blind like you are with the story. And I'm not as in the comics as you are. So really the shows and the movies dictate my understanding and knowledge. And I mean, what they've done, Zach, to help me understand scrolls, I think has been really good. I, I Because I was really, when they first introduced them, I felt like... You know, I almost I felt like I was they were just kind of thrown into the fire. And I feel like the way they've handled these first two episodes is we're going to give you a really good story. But we're also going to give you some really, really strong context of exactly what these scrolls are, what they mean, the type of impact they have. Uh, I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the storytelling here and, and it's been really well done, I think, so far. I agree. And, you know, you have a couple welcome additions to the MCU here. You have Olivia Coleman, Oscar winner Olivia Coleman, who we didn't even mention in the bear segment. Fucking yeah. showed up in the yeah. bear. Yeah. So, sliced mushrooms. Right. Just, I, I, couldn't, I was shocked to see her show up in that, in that one. Uh, and then you have Amelia Clark, who, uh, you know, other than being a dime, is an absolute fine actor, a, a great actress. Uh, and a welcome addition, a very welcome, very, very welcome addition to the MCU. Uh, but, you know, you're talking about Nick Fury, Caleb. Nick Fury 
we're getting a dive in Nick Fury that we simply have not gotten before. And this is a no. guy, you know, if you count if you count the PS scene at the end of the first Iron Man movie, he's literally been in the he's been one of the mainstays of the MCU. This is a guy that founded the Avengers. Founded the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And we have not gotten a look into him. I would say the only time we really got a look into him was in the Winter Soldier. I agree with that. I agree. And now, and he even makes a mention of uh, Robert Redford's character, Alexander Pierce, even makes a mention of him Mm. in in the show. But Mm. we're getting a look into Nick Fury that we simply haven't seen before. And he's not the same guy. He's he's not been the same since he was blipped. Uh, since Tony Stark's funeral, when he when he goes up into the space station, it doesn't come back for a couple of years. I mean, yeah, and he gets called out on the train. I think there's a great scene to really open this good. episode two, where you have two of the finest actors in the entire MCU, Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn, basically going at each other on the train. I thought it, I thought it was brilliant. But <laughs> what do you think of these additions, Caleb? I mean, Amelia Clark. No stranger to joining franchises, of course. Uh, and then Olivia Coleman. I think it says a lot about this show in particular that somebody like Olivia Coleman was willing to just jump in. Well, and and I, another addition, I, Zach, I've been really, I've really liked is is Kingsley, Kinsley Benadir. You know, oh, I God, think yeah. he's been a killer. I mean, like a really oh, awesome, yeah. strong villain. And to be honest oh, with you, oh, that's yeah. just jumping off the screen for me. <sighs> That's just uh, jumping off the screen for me in terms of a new addition. I mean, I, I think he's been amazing in the show. I, no, I, I, think I mean, he's I been mean, we're not really, talking, really good. What I'm about to say, we're not, we're not talking, you know, very high standards here. But this guy has the potential to be the best villain in any Disney Plus he's MCU legit. show. He's legit. I mean, he's legit. I, I think he's Gromick, really good. He sells me, man. He, he sells me. He's got a real motive. Exactly what you said. He pops off the screen. Uh, you know, he's not just doing this for nothing. You know, he kind of reminds me of Zemo in that way. Where uh-huh. Zemo had a very personal motive uh-huh. to break up the Avengers. Uh-huh. Now it seems like Gravik has a very personal motive, as we saw in the beginning of episode two of, of Secret Invasion, to fuck up Nick Fury's life. You know, he feels like Nick Fury let him down, let the scrolls down. And this is leading to the scrolls trying to invade the human race. And I, I'm totally with you, Kingsley Benadir. I mean, he he's actually been tapped to play Bob Marley in a Bob Marley biopic, uh, which I think comes out next year, or the year after. And based on what I've seen so far, I mean, sure, go ahead. Right? Yeah. I mean, because I I watched him, Zach. I don't know if you watched him in One Night in Miami. Um, if no. you watched One Night in Miami on Prime, but, you know, that had some awards to it. And I liked him yeah, there. And, you know, then I come in, I watch him on this, and I didn't really realize he was going to be in it. And, I mean, he, 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 I, yeah, I agree with you. In terms of really nice villains, he, he's he been great. Um, I honestly didn't think Olivia Coleman had this in her. I mean, I know that seems stupid because, I mean, Pretty she's had an incredible dude. acting career, but – she she really I mean yeah to go ahead and put it she's she's just she's been ruthless and she's been as ruthless. a as a villain she's she's just I mean she sells you I mean she's like look I'm not you know I'm not coming to play I'm 
I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I, I think we still have some growth with Clark in the MCU. Part of me thinks we're going to get some really, really big episode or game-changing moment with her. Yeah, her character is very like raw right now. Yeah, right now it's super raw. I can't really get a feel, but um, man, I, I can tell you, I, I, those three have been really, really strong and and have been really good for the show, honestly. I mean, really, really good. Well, it helps when uh, Gravik's coming out party is killing off Maria Hill. Good. In, in episode one, which uh, you you know, of I kind of took with a grain of salt. I kind of took that with a grain of salt when episode hmm. one ended because I was like, well, what if she's just a scroll? But clearly not a scroll. Uh, there was a coffin. There was a funeral. Fury talked to her mom on the runway. Like, she's gone. And she was another mainstay of the MCU, Caleb. She's been around since at least the first Avengers movie. That was, that was really and now she's surprised. gone. I, that stunned me a little bit. I mean, that really did. That, that kind of took me by a storm. I I guess maybe, the, again, going back to the whole, like, we're, we're serious. We're not going to mess around. Maybe that's what they were trying to say. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought they could have done a lot. Personally, I think she could have had her own show. And I, I, I think they killed her off. I was really shocked because I thought there was things that you could have done with her. But I mean, she's been there for an awfully long time when you think about it, um, you know, because she has oh, yeah. been there oh, with God. the shield. So probably I, maybe it is just one of those things where she was like, I just want to experience or, or move in a different direction. And I mean, it, and I, it's tough to say that's fair. I mean, 2013 was when Agent of the Shield was made. And then. The show went on till 2020, Zach. So if you if you're just looking at that alone, and then add in all the Marvel movies that she's been a part of, I mean, it's a lot. Yep. It's a lot. I mean, the, lot. Avengers, the first Avengers movie came out in 2012. So basically, a right. le- an 11 year run right. for her. That's a lot in the MCU, where you know she would pop up here and there as mm-hmm. you know as Nick Fury's you know not sidekick, if you will, but. Sure. Partner. Sure. And now, now she's yep. she's just she's just gone. You know, she she was kind of like the Colson after Colson. You know, after Phil Colson died. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just you know the show. It told me the show's not afraid to take chances. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's willing to go in that dark direction. Uh, nobody's safe. I have I actually have a prediction here. Some some spider sense, if you will. That Nick right, Fury's not going to make it. Nick Fury's done after this. After the show, Nick Fury probably going probably dying during the show. Really? I mean, look at him, Caleb. He's on his last leg. I mean, he he he's lost well, his edge. I mean, how many how many references have been made so far to him losing his edge? But but how by, I... by by Rhodey when him and Rhodey are having that drink at the restaurant. I mean, it just. Basically calling him out like you're washed. You're washed. I mean, I I, I think that the other, I guess the, I mean, we'll have to you're, see. You're, I mean, there's obviously you know, more story to tell, but I, 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 I'm having a really difficult time seeing how it would effectively be replaced. How the story would be replaced if he was killed off. What would it mean? I guess I, somebody would have to That'd be something crazy that happened in the next couple episodes, but who knows? I mean, you're right. I mean, he is, I think he's 73 years old. 
think Samuel Jackson's 73 years old. Sam Jackson? So I mean, uh, well, let's see. I mean, so wait, wait we're talking a long time. Sam Jackson is 74. He's 74. I mean, I mean, who's more washed, Nick Fury or or uh, Al Horford, Caleb? Let <laughs> me take your pick. I really uh, God, yeah. I mean, both. I mean, probably. I mean, honestly, probably Fury because Fury's been around forever. <laughs> probably Fury. But I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, I think, I think it's if they do that, if they did kill him off, I mean. It, I'd be intrigued to see what they do. And again, I feel like Clark's character, Zach, I just, we're missing something. You know, I feel like that character is going to have to jump out in the next couple episodes. He's going to be the key character of the show. I think, I mean, being, being the daughter of Talos, obviously is a major factor. My gut says she's, you know, she's going to be the deciding factor of this. Invasion. I, I think so too. Yeah. War. Yeah. I, I like whatever agree. side she decides to be yeah. on, yeah. that's going to be the winning side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we got some scenes here. The scroll board meeting in episode two, where basically Gravik puts his cock on the table and he's like, you, you know, you can follow me or, you, or whatever. You can follow me or whatever. And then, you know, we kind of mentioned Fury talking with Hill's mom after she dies. The Fury and Rhodey back and forth, where Rhodey is basically a government shill now, Caleb, after Tony has died. He, mm-hmm. He's just a government liaison. Mm-hmm. And I got a question for you here about Don Cheadle. Sure. Who's now in year 13 of MCU work. Is he cashing checks in the show? I kind of felt like he was, he was cashing checks. Really? I, 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 um, so like how you feel about Michael Keaton is probably how I feel about Don Cheadle. I think they kind of made it almost look like a cameo and not like someone who's going to be there for the long term of the show. Um, I, I, I did not look at it that way. Um, you have me wanting to look into that next week, um, but I, I did not look at it that way. I, I thought his role in terms of having the conversation with Fury, discussing what the government is thinking about him felt meaningful, felt impactful um, to like what you were talking about to the potential take that you have, which is that he would get killed off. Um I, I I need to see more. That's I just because he I I need to see more. I mean I I need to see more. I, I need to see more too. I mean that 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 scene with him and Fury in the in the restaurant. It really felt like cashing checks material, but I really hope not. Uh, and the, the banger of the episode, Caleb, mm-hmm. Nick Fury's wife, a scroll. Did it? Did that? Sh- did did? <sighs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know she's a scroll. No, and I, I mean, I guess Zach. I didn't really. I didn't realize she was. He was married. Me neither. Like, I didn't even That's realize what I'm saying. he was we're married. This, I. I think I was. We're more getting this dive into that. this character. We, we didn't yeah. know. 
I was, I was probably more stunned at that um, than anything else. I was trying to wrap my head around that, but look, I mean, if it, it, it absolutely creates some interesting dialogue, makes sense why he has the relationship with Talos, why I get it. Um, I, I think that what I'm curious about is just how, how his wife affects his development in the rest of the show. Like, does he trust his instinct? Like he always says he does, or does his wife have an influence on a decision or a couple decisions? I mean, it it definitely intrigued me uh, that they brought that up and added a different dimension of him that I didn't realize uh, because we've just been so used to seeing him locked in and, you know, always like looking for the job and looking to finish the deal and stuff like that. That's definitely, I mean, that could be something that ends up being a major part. She could be a major Mm -hmm. part of the war here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe she already is a part of the war, maybe Mm -hmm. on the other side Mm -hmm. that we don't know that. Uh, Or maybe he was married before and the scroll has simply replaced his wife. You know, we, we don't, we don't know. No, we don't. But that that will be discovered without a doubt uh, in the next episode. But Caleb, we end every cinema here with the top five. A top five top of some kind. Five. A top five of some kind. Top so, five. you know, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but at the end of the year on cinema last year, I had a 2023 preview pod. <laughs> saying this year in movies is going to be fucking awesome. And the comeback from COVID that movies needed. Well, uh, it's been that so far. I, I it too. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. So the top five tonight, your top five most anticipated movies for the rest of the year. These are movies that have not come out yet as of June 29th, which is the night we're recording here. Uh, Caleb, from five to one, let's do this. I got some honorable mentions here. Okay. Okay. I got some honorable mentions. Uh, Being a Spider-Man shill that I am, Craven the Hunter. (laughs) Craven the Hunter will be an honorable mention for me. I thought the trailer kicked ass. I thought the trailer kicked ass. (laughs) It has to be rated R just based on what I've seen in that trailer. I mean, my God, blood and guts everywhere. Uh, Awesome. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, and then a movie I've already bought my tickets for, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which actually comes mm. out tomorrow, mm. which is probably when this pod's going to come out. I'm not holding my breath for this movie, mm-hmm. but at this point, I'm just hoping it's better than the previous movie in the series, uh, which is not high hopes, but regardless. Uh, and another movie I already have tickets for, Barbie. Mm. Barbie. Uh, I actually think this is going to be a very good movie. Yeah, look, to me, the storyline with movies this year, mm-hmm. and I, you correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. The Barbie versus Oppenheimer storyline, where these movies, highly anticipated movies mm-hmm. coming out on the same day, mm-hmm. there's going to be a massive box office war. Both of them are taking up IMAX theaters. You have two acclaimed directors, Chris Nolan. Greta Gerwig, massive star power in both movies. 
you know, Cillian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., yeah, uh, Margot Robbie, Matt Damon, Ryan Gosling, massive, loaded, massive stars in both movies. Yep, Uh, it's a dream come true, and I'm proud to say, me and my good friend Cooper Ogle are doing the double feature on July 22nd. (laughs) We're going to see Barbie matinee, and then later in the day, we're going to see Oppenheimer. Very nice. Very, Very nice. excited for that. Very nice. Counting down the days, but and then my final honorable mention is Napoleon, which will be Ridley Scott's Napoleon biopic starring Walking <laughs> Phoenix. Very excited for that. Very excited for that. Um, it's about a two and a half hour runtime. Caleb, I know you're a fan of the long runtimes. So I know you're a big fan of that. Uh, but. This is a year, Caleb, where we're getting movies from Christopher Nolan, Greta Gerwig, like I mentioned, Ridley Scott, uh, James Mangold, Denny Villeneuve, uh-huh. uh, Martin Scorsese, David Fincher. I mean, this is a loaded, loaded year. It's a big year. From acclaimed directors. And we're only halfway through it, which is the best part. So, Caleb, give me yes. your fifth most anticipated film for the rest of the year? Um, I mean, Zach, I've always told you I am a, uh, I've always got an eye for the arts. Um, I've always got an eye for the arts. love musical Broadway-ish type of stuff. I, I'm very excited for um, the color purple, the new color I knew, purple. I knew that's what you were going to uh, do. I that do was going to be my, that. that's my fifth Um I really like a lot of the cast. I, I think the, the, the singing is going to be really good. I mean, her is great. And uh, they're bringing back American Idol's Fantasia Barino. And uh, I mean, there, there, there's a very talented list. I, I, I think that movie has a chance to be really fun. And, you know, for especially for like someone like myself, I've just always been really interested in that stuff. And I'm, I'm very yeah, curious to see like what that, kind of does you know how that fits in um stuff like that um i here's what i i've been kind of intrigued by lately looked at the trailer and kind of think it's interesting because i also think this guy's really underrated um i think the creator looks kind of dope uh with john david washington um and and Gemma chan and allison janey I, I think that movie looks really interesting um I, I have been a very big John David Washington guy last couple of years. I think he's underrated. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, I think he's a really, really awesome actor. I'm just kind of curious to see like what, how he handles his next stretch of, of content and, and how he, yeah. I mean, ultimately how he chooses to handle that. Um, I'm going to go with Barbie at three. Um, I was against this movie. Like when it first came out, I think you and I both were, um, and I've kind of over time, like really flipped my opinion um, because it doesn't really like the, the previews just get my attention. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a movie that's like, oh, my gosh, like you're supposed to love. You know what else gets my attention? No, 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 wait, no. Yeah, like, like Barbie is Barbie is that movie, I think, could be really fun and like you said the star power in it as you mentioned in auto mention i think that's that's always fun i love movies with with great casts um this one's gonna shock you because of our conversations we've had in the past um 
the movie he came back for earlier in the year was a smash. He's probably going to do it again. I'm going to go with Mission Impossible. I think I yeah. think I think he's I think I think that movie's going to smash. I mean, I think I think that movie's going to smash. I think I think it could have a very similar impact um, because of what you and I have talked about in conversations that have ever been on a podcast. Just the whole concept of, I mean, Tom. There's no denying people like Tom Cruise. There's no denying it. No. The cast in Mission Impossible is deeper. You could make a case it's deeper than Top Gun. Um, I think it's I think it's a very I think it's exciting to kind of see what that movie could be and how that movie could um, and just just in general, how much that could turn into and what, you know, the, the fun parts about it all. And then I believe is this this is number one for me, correct? My number one or my number yeah. two? Yeah, number, number one. one. So my number one, my number one is Oppenheimer. That's number one. I mean, the cast looks fantastic. I'm excited to see a Nolan movie. I'm excited to see Murphy. I'm excited to see this incredible cast. I just feel like the story is going to be really killer. And every preview looks incredible. And I'm just, I'm in. I'm just in. I just feel like this movie is going to be really good. You don't get Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr. to do side roles unless you think the movie's going to rock. So that's that's probably my number one. That's my number one. Love the list. Love the list. Uh, really tough for me to leave Barbie off, but I think once you hear the rest of my list here, you'll understand why. Mm-hmm. So uh, number five, I got Dune Part Two. Number five, I got Dune Part Two. Thought about it. Uh, thought about it. You know, Dune Part Dune Part One. I thought was universally acclaimed you want to talk about stack stack cast Mm -hmm. if you thought dune part one has stack cast dune part two is doubling down on that they're adding florence Pugh, they're adding austin butler they're adding christopher walken uh zendaya's role is being is going to be expanded sure i mean this movie and and in no better hands i mean probably he's vaulted himself into one of my favorite directors Denny Villeneuve. I mean, this guy doesn't miss. He hasn't made a bad movie. You've been on him. He simply has not made a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, He he is a beacon of originality in a time when you know, as we mentioned at the top, it's really lacking. (laughs) I mean, it's really lacking. I mean, in all seriousness, we love. We joke. I know. I know. I know. Severely lacking. Severely lacking. And this guy, you know, whether it's Arrival, whether it's Sicario. Uh, whether it's prisoners, I mean, this guy doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. Doesn't miss. And Dune, Dune Part Two. I mean, I think undoubtedly is going to be in the running for Best Picture. It's going to win a ton of wow. awards, just like the first one did. Oh my God! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Matter wow. of fact, I think four of Big my play. five Big here. Statement. I think four of my five here are going to be in the running for Best Picture. They're oh, okay. at least going to be nominated. Okay. okay. Wow. All right. Go ahead. And then my number four here, one you and I had in common, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part One. As you said, Caleb, you cannot deny Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, as he proved with Top Gun Maverick, is not going to be fucking denied. Tom Cruise, this is a series that 
it's the rare series that gets better as it goes on. You know, the first Mission Impossible was great. Agreed. The second one was ass. But then you get the third one. Was uh, The third one was awesome, in my opinion. Fourth one, fifth one, Mission Impossible, Fallout, one of the best action movies, period, that's ever been made. I mean, now you're looking at a send-off that I think is going to be looked at in the future as one of the best send-offs to a franchise. It's really hard to land a franchise smoothly. You know, as we saw, you know, the MCU is kind of in a in a weird state right now where the Infinity Saga ends and they don't really know where to go from here. Uh, You know, I think Rocky is kind of... Rocky has managed to transition into another phase, but hasn't officially ended. Yeah. Uh, You know, Rocky's story is not over. Uh, I, I think this has a chance to land it, set a precedent for how things are supposed to end with a long-running franchise. Number three, I got Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese's next movie. Uh, Listen, I know know you're not a fan of the runtime. I know you're... You ask me a lot off the record, why? Why does he get to make make a long movie like this? But when you're Martin Scorsese, Caleb, arguably the greatest director of all time, at least the greatest... American director of all time. You get to do things like this later in your career. You, you, know, you know, you look at his last movie, The Irishman, which was three and a half hours. Now you're looking at this one, which is around three hours. I think it might be even longer than three hours. I'm, I, I, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a two and a half. And for some reason, that is lower than I expected. That is lower than I expected. I will say, I'll, I'll, I'll back off if it's two and a half hours. But I thought it was a three-hour movie. I could have sworn we saw it. We thought it was a three-hour movie, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I'm wrong. Well, I'm looking at it. It's three hours, 26 minutes. That's yeah, what so I'm looking at here. That typo and Rotten Tomatoes, typical. typical. But, you know, it's this is a movie that you're going to have Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro working together in a feature film for the first time. And these are two frequent... Historic collaborators with Martin Scorsese. That alone is going to get me to watch it. Uh, This is a film that has been in development for many, many years. You know, it was always rumored to come out some years. It never did. Now it's here. Uh, This can be one of Scorsese's last shots at another Oscar, Caleb. So I think that alone is, is a reason to tune in. Number two... Arguably, I mean, it's probably my favorite director, David Fincher, The Killer. The Killer. Uh, coming out on Netflix later this year. Fucking love David Fincher. Another guy that doesn't miss. He simply has not missed. He can go through his whole filmography. Every movie's great. Every movie's great. He made arguably the best movie of the 2010s with The Social Network. Uh, you know, he's made seven he has made Fight Club. He has made uh, Gone Girl. He's a good The guy list. doesn't miss. He's a good The list. guy doesn't miss. His resume is near flawless. Zodiac, you know, I didn't even mention that. Benjamin Button. Yeah. The guy doesn't miss. Yeah, and The Killer. Yeah, it's a phenomenal list. And, yeah. and The Killer is just another, I think it's going to be another entry in there. 
Feed me another entry in there. Oh. And then number one, you and I have the same. It's up. It's Oppenheimer. Uh, Christopher Nolan, not only putting his cock on the table, but also his balls. He's he's coming. He's coming, Caleb. He's coming for the Oscar. I think he is too. I think. He I is mean, too. if you look at Counting Oppenheimer, too. two of his last three movies, Dunkirk, which looking back on it, probably should have won Best Picture. Now, Oppenheimer. I mean, the quotes from this movie, people leaving the theater speechless, people not knowing what to do with themselves, Nolan telling you where to sit in the theater, which I I feel like he's more engaged with this movie, Caleb, than he has been with any of his past movies. I agree. This feels like his magnum opus here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Feels more open, less cat, less closed in. I, I'm with you on that, 100. percent I mean, I don't think he's ever been more interactive with an audience. And the movie hasn't even come out yet. It doesn't come right. out for another month. Right, right, right. It doesn't come out for another month. And the fact that he was willing that that all of these actors that you mentioned, plus those ones we didn't, we didn't even mention, like Josh Hartnett is in this movie. Guys who we haven't heard from for a while coming out of the woodwork being yeah. this movie, I think says a ton. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. 2023 has been awesome so far. Absolutely. Uh, and I like this pod. This, this pod was awesome. Uh, you know, secret invasion, secret invasion, Caleb. I mean, the Disney plus MCU. So MCU show, say what you want about them, but I feel like this is a turn for the better. Yeah. With Secret Invasion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 uh, I mean, look, I, I mean, Miss Marvel was an embarrassment to television, but I, I mean, I think if, if they, if, if they trend, if they treaded the right direction here with this show, it, it put it in a position where, you know, ultimately it leads to some more quality content and, you know, better seasons down the line. I mean, that's worth it for Marvel fans. There's no doubt about it. Caleb, are you going to be in the front row for Miss Marvel later this year? Oh, for the Marvel, for the Marvels, the Marvels. I, said, I don't think that movie's going to suck. This is where I weirdly, I'm a, I'm going to go against the grain. I honestly don't think that movie's going to suck. I, wow. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that's not going to suck. I, 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 I maybe it does, but I just have a feeling it's not going to suck. I feel like well, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to be like, wow. Well, I mean, like I, I don't know. I mean, I just think there's some opportunity here. That's all. That's all. I mean, I'm not saying I want to see Miss Marvel. I'm not saying I want to see her. But at the same time, like, I I don't know if the movie's going to suck. I I don't think Brie Larson's a bad actor. Um, And and I really like Diana Paris. So. I do, too. But Miss Marvel, Caleb, the show. Currently sitting at a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Do you you agree? Oh, my God. To be honest, it's too high. It's too high. It's too high. It's plain simple. It's too high. It's 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 too high. All right. Well, on that note, we will end here. Uh, Caleb, thanks a lot for joining me for Secret Invasion. I'm looking forward to these recaps. You know, we're going to go more in depth on the episode next week. We had a lot to get to this week with with the Bear and the Flash, but next week deep dive into the episode episode three of secret invasion next wednesday uh caleb plug it plug it brother what do you have 
What do you have on Linsanity? Well, I mean, Linsanity's been pounding the NBA draft, pounding, uh, looking into the NFL offseason. Uh, you know, I've been carrying my co-hosts pretty much like on my back for the last couple months. Uh, he's taking the pressure off of me. Uh, we're going to kind of twist Linsanity a little bit. We'll probably hear a little more shaddy sanity in the sense of him taking over the controls um, as a host. Uh, so I'm excited to see where that lands. And and again, obviously, we've got we've got plenty of stuff going on, whether it's, uh, you know, wrapping up free agency, which is what we're planning is for next week. And then more uh, in the NFL uh, because the season is is uh, coming up soon. So. Season is coming up soon. Jets will miss the playoffs. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for coming in, Caleb. And as always, folks, thank you very much for listening.